All right, and we're live. We're back. Are you recording? That's it. Last time we had a prom, Anthony uh, didn't hit record for the first five minutes, so we had a podcast, and it was great. Welcome, everybody, to today's podcast. Today, we have Philippe Silva on from Magnum Millwork. Thank you so much for being here today. You're welcome. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm okay. Yeah, you're good? Yeah, this is the first time I talked to a maker, and I have like this on my heels. So. Is it? Yeah. So you're good. So we're going to have a good <laughs> time here today. To you uh, and you recovered well. Family's good, because I know that you had, you're one of the few that, or many that got the, you know, the COVID. famous COVID. Yeah, you know? yeah, we are all fine. That's nothing. Yeah, I don't think it's anything either. But I think we just. I think one day we will know what's going to be that. Yeah, we'll know what the real reason behind it. Yeah, is. Thank you for coming down, Philippe. You own uh, a really successful millwork company. You're one of our suppliers. We love working with you, right? So we wanted to have you on the show. You've been very kind to me as well, and getting to know you a little bit better and what your sort of past is. And I think that's what we wanted this podcast to be all about: is talking with people that are in the trade, in the industry, uh, doing great things. It's just a platform for them to just introduce them and get to our listeners to get to know us and who we work with as well. Yeah, what, like you want to talk a little bit about Magnum Millwork and how long you guys have been going and your past? Because I know that even before that, like how long have you been in Canada? Nine years and a half, like starting like 10 years. And how, where, where did you come from, Portugal? From, from Porto. You're from no, Port? Of course. My mom's from Port. Yeah, but that everybody that works is from the north. Is it really? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> everybody, everybody got that. I've been to your factory. Everybody just speaks from the north. It sounds like it. Too. Yeah. Where, where in Port? Uh, Passos de Ferreira. Oh, nice. Where's that? My, my dad worked there before. Yeah? Yeah, yeah like 85% of the millwork companies in mm -hmm. Portugal are there. Yeah. Passos de Ferreira and Paredes. Like it's I know Paredes too. Yeah. yeah. So did you start in Portugal in a millwork company? I started working with 12 with okay, in my father's mm -hmm. shop mm -hmm. and there that's where we were really learning to work with wood because you get like the pieces you have to, to cut it. There is nothing done like here. Yeah. Here you go, you pick up a catalog from a company and you get all the moldings, everything. There we had to do everything by hand. If the client wants a different molding, we had to do the shape of the steel so that we can route the, the pieces. Mm -hmm. So that's how I learned, like with the, a drawing by hand, mm -hmm. and uh, you got the, those drawings, and you have to make that stuff live. So you have to know to do everything mm -hmm. on the on the wood. When I got here to, to Canada, it was completely different. It looks that everything was done. We just need to put like pieces together, but everything was already made, was already done, much easier. As your dad, was he a carpenter back home? Yeah, my father is the best carpenter in Canada. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but he's a cabinet maker. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 You, know, you know, thinks his dad's the best carpenter in Canada. Mm, he's lost his touch. Yeah? Let me tell you, he lost his touch, but... He was pretty good. And I learned from him, and I was pretty good, but I also lost my touch. Yeah, now I'm a little bit of a butcher. Me too. I'm losing <laughs> mine because I'm, I'm working more with a pen now than yeah. with a hammer. Yeah. Yeah. But I still have that. Of course. Have you that never that, lose that, right? That, yeah, that's so what made you come to Canada? Why did you want to come to Canada? So in Portugal, I started working as a cabinet maker, but I always had, I was always good, like selling. Yeah, selling. So the first time like the CDs start coming, I bought like my first buy with thirteen. It was like a computer, so I could start recording those pirate CDs. Ah, sell I did that. Okay. So I was always like trying to be like an entrepreneur. So when I was nineteen, I was in the army, and uh, I don't know if I can say this here, but I was selling guns to the soldiers. Yeah, you could say <laughs> so, that. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. So you have those fake guns, like those small ones. Yeah. And the guys couldn't carry that, so I had like the sergeants keeping that, and they were selling that. We were splitting the money, so it was always like that. 
So I was from Passos de Ferreira, yeah. and everybody was going, and I was in Truncamento, like in, in the center of the, the country, basically. Uh, Fatima, I don't know if you're in Truncamento, yep. like Fatima. So um, I had a, a people that approached me, said, you are from Passos de Ferreira, we are trying to get like furniture for our houses. He said, hey, I can sell it. <laughs> and I was like 18, I can sell it. You just tell me what you want and I, I'll sell it. Yeah. And I did. So there was like a, a very good friend of mine, like a captain there in the army, he said, Philip, you are you gonna be leaving when when this finishes. I'm gonna call you and I'm gonna meet you at Passo de Ferreira and I want you to do uh, to do something. I said, okay. He went there, I I get him what he wanted, and he said, Philip, you have such such a good way to work with people, all this stuff like of all the, the, the wood working, like why don't you open a store here, like a furniture store? And at that point I was like nineteen. I said, you know what, that's a good idea, I'll see, I'll think about it. Because after him there was like a brother, there was the cousin of the brother, the cousin of the cousin. I started selling all that without nothing. I was just a simple carpenter there mm -hmm. in my... In <laughs> you were making the furniture too? No, I was buying it and selling it. Got it, a little bit. But, but that's what I was doing. I was working as a cabinet maker there in Portugal. Good ones at that time because we always work at by a piecework. Mm -hmm. Never work by hour. It was all piecework. Yeah. We made a lot of money at that time. Mm -hmm. So three, two years after, I have someone from my wife's family. It was not my wife yet, but they saw the, the, the opportunity and they said, Philip, and they have a big shop, like furniture shop there. They said, why don't we do like a partnership? We open a store there and you take care. I had an apartment that from my that friend, that captain, and I went there. I opened a store and I start my business. Nice. So I get married with, the, I was 26, so it was like three years after. That was going so well that my wife's family said, you what if you, you run the business and we just keep up with production and you run, that's it. We set up the stuff. I get that one in three years. I get that one. I open another one in Lisbon mm -hmm. and I open another one in Covilhã. All furniture stores. Furniture, but include like kitchens, everything. And yeah, I was yeah, doing yeah. like the sales during the week. I had people in the stores. At the weekends, I was installing the kitchens myself and I think that in 2010, that's when everything, 2009, 2010, everything started apart. Mm, yeah. Like that crisis in mm -hmm. Europe. It was a lot of stuff even for me to take care of because you have like different places, but you cannot be everywhere. So I lost the control mm. and in 2010, everything went down. So I had to do something. Like I was a kid with fucking 29 years and I was a leader. I had to do something. You've I been doing this for 10 again. years already, this furniture store. From 19 to 29? 19, yeah, like 22, 21, 22. So I did that like for 10 years. Wow. Okay, which was doing very well. And after everything went down. So yeah. I got to a point and I helped at that time a lot of people like kids, like with 18, 19, they just wanted to leave from Portugal because it was very bad. Yeah. And honestly, I lent a lot of money to a bunch of friends to go to Switzerland, France and uh, Luxembourgo. And I ended up in, in a situation that I, what am I going to do now? I got to a point that I say, okay, whatever I have in my business is not enough for what I have to pay. I have to do something. I have to, to shut down. Like, mm -hmm. I, I can't, can't do it anymore. Yeah. And at the, the time I was thinking, where am I going? I'm going to Switzerland. I'm going to France. What the fuck am I going to? I'm not going to stay here in, in Portugal. I'm going to work for someone like now making a thousand dollars a month or something. No, yeah. I have to yeah, do something. Yeah. Yeah. And at the time I was doing like bicycle. It's a little closer. Yeah. At the time I was doing like, I was bicycle like every week and I had a nice bike. I, I think I have to buy it when I go back to Portugal, I have to buy it again. 
like a nice bike expensive like motorcycle no no like a bike like a race bike or a mountain bike okay mountain bike. i like jumps and stuff so there was a client that i was selling furniture okay and he told me philip if one day you want to sell that bike and this is important you can understand why if one day you want to sell that bike you tell me i'll buy it from you i said no get to this point that i said i have to do something i, I have i have to move and I have to make some money so I can go somewhere somewhere else. So I called this guy and I told him, you know what, I'm probably going to Switzerland. I want to sell my bike. You want to buy it? He said, Philip, are you serious? What's happening? I said, this is happening. Everything is wrong. Nothing is working. I have to go. But why Switzerland? Why don't you go to Canada? And he said, yeah. He said, where's that? North America. I said, that's too far. That's far, man. I don't want to go to America. I go here to Switzerland. It's close. He said, no, I'm serious, man. The good money there. This was like 2011. Yeah. 2000. yeah. It, people making good money. And the dollar was almost like the euro. Mm -hmm. So I said, but like good money, how? He said, oh, I have, I have my... This was close to uh, to the Christmas time. And he said, oh, I have my brother-in-law that is coming. I think he's making 23, 25 bucks an hour. And right away, in my head, I'm very good in, in math. math. <laughs> I was like 25 multiplied by 10, 2050 multiplied by 5, 1 to 50 multiplied by 4. I said, that's a lot of money. I said, that's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? $3, yeah. $25 an hour. You know what? Canada. And not, let me check Canada. Let me see that on the internet. Let me see that. Two weeks after I was here. Nice. Two weeks? Yes. Two With weeks. your family? No. Which is by yourself. I came alone because I was like in a relation with my wife. It was like shaking a little bit because <laughs> on the middle of this, I had a bar. Uh, so, oh, so you had a bar. So I had, I had to recover not only the business part, the, the, the money part, but also the family part. So the idea was to come to see if this worked and if it worked to say, you know what, like I did two months after I saw like the check and say, you know what, you can come. I have enough money we're for good. us to eat. We're good. You can yeah. come. And she came one month after. Nice. And so when you, that same thing happened with my parents. My dad came here first, set everything up, got a job. Everything was good. Yeah. All right. Four months later, come over. We're good to go. But like why Toronto? Because this guy's brother was in Toronto. Yes. So his brother-in-law or oh, something brother was yeah. here and he had like... House on Caledonia and um, Eglinton. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they went to pick me up at the airport, and in Portugal, like I have a nice house in Portugal, like. The, so I come to a basement, like six foot height, like red carpet in the floor, like an old kitchen, <laughs> minus twenty two outside. All my jackets oh, were like shit. summer jackets. I said, I'm fucked. I'm gonna die. <laughs> this was in the first day. The, the like the plane came here at six o'clock in the night, like all dark. You just see snow, like. My gosh, I was. <laughs> what am I doing? Okay, so what happened? I, I came, I, I came picked me up, they gave me a soup, very nice, like good people. In the other day, they say, okay, now we have to buy the stuff, the hammers and the, like the seat belts and stuff and the safety boots. I never use that in Portugal, always nice and clean. Yeah. Good life in Portugal. We went to Canadian Tire, like when I was walking around, there is a bridge on from uh, Caledonia, you go down on a right, and yeah. there is a bridge yeah, and there yeah, is the Canadian. Yeah. yeah. And the bridge that is like a small water, my ears were frozen. Like I was putting my <laughs> hand in the ears. Was like, I said, fuck. But the truth is that I bought like that stuff. I came, I, I brought everything back, like walking. And I said to the guy, okay, so when are we starting? He said, oh, this is only in two months. Wow. Oh. He said, two months? What am I doing here? <laughs> and said, no, but you come here because as soon as this opens, we are the first ones to be called. Nobody's going to call to work on the concrete that is going to call. You come from Portugal to... No, whoever is here, it's ready to go. I said, yeah, but I thought that there was already work. What am I going to do? 
And they said, you stay home like me. I said, I can't stay home in this country. No. <laughs> what happened? So this was like Saturday, this was Sunday. On Sunday afternoon, the guys gave me like the wireless. I brought like my laptop from Portugal. And I was looking like for a carpenter job. That's why I was looking. What was he doing? Was he using concrete? Yeah, it was so in concrete. concrete. So it was like January. Yeah, yeah. It's, there was no Death. work. Like, it was probably an EI or something, right? Yeah. yeah. So I got that. I got 10 companies. On that same Sunday, I got 10 companies like uh, millwork companies. I got the taxi on Monday, 7 o'clock in the morning, and I went to the first company. Start by AA, I went to the first company. I got a job in that morning. <laughs> nice. I got a job there, and I, three months after, I gave a job to the other guy that was still home, waiting for the <laughs> <to open it. laughs> Wait, That's did you funny. speak any English No, I didn't. No, it was just like, uh, what time and uh, good morning. That's, I studied till my 12, 9 degree in Portugal, yeah. and I never had more English. So right. 12, like for 15 years, I didn't hear like a word. In English, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it was difficult. When you go to ask for a pizza, the guy asks, you want to make this one to that, and you look at the guy and you just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Another nice part, I got a job at that, that company that I was there for a few years. I learned a lot. They didn't speak English. Sorry, Portuguese. Was, it wasn't a Portuguese company? Yeah, it was a Portuguese okay. company, but that was like 50-50. All the part of the office was English, basically. Yeah. And after the, the work power on the back and installations, like Portuguese. I started there working as a cabinet maker. And it was very easy to go up in the company. So three years after, three years and a half, I was the operations manager of the company. I was managing the company even without the bad English. But I always get the things done. How did yeah. you learn English, though? What, did you, like watching TV, friends, talking to people? You go to the apple, you climb the tree. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. It's the TV, you are talking in the office, and you, if you could imagine how many people was laughing at me when I was talking because I was saying all the words bad. Even today, yeah. I say lots of words bad, but they were looking at me. I said, okay, you're laughing, but I'm your fucking boss. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want it. to speak, but it's the, the yeah, thing. Yeah. I didn't really need to do everything to get the things done because that's what we want in our industry is to yeah. get things done. If right. you speak or you don't, that's, Just get it done. that, yeah. that doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. So it gets to a point that all those years, all that thing, like, and when, when you are like a, a true leader, a real leader, you always have that feeling that you need more, always. Doesn't mm -hmm. matter what you mm -hmm. are doing, doesn't matter how much you are working for someone, doesn't matter how good that person is being to you or the staff, you always have that, that drive that you want to do it. And yeah. when I came to, to this country, I said, I'm not going to do that anymore because I went through really rough times in Portugal. I said, I don't want to get at the end of the month and have someone working for me and don't have money to pay him the check. No, I'm going to work for someone that is going to always have a check to pay me. Yeah. But that was inside, that, so that it was just like the timing. And the timing happens, it doesn't matter what was the reasons or whatever, I don't, I don't want to talk about it, but it happened and I said, you know what, I have to start my company. This start like one year and a half, a little bit more, I'm going to do two years now in the middle of the year. And I start looking for a 4,000 square feet, 5,000 square feet place. And I thought I was going to be myself, someone and two guys on the back. Before I have the company open or even have a place, I already have $1 million in sales. Wow. I wow. said, I have to do something. 5,000 square feet or four is not going not to be enough. No. I have to look for something yeah. else because yeah. all the people that said would support me, they did. Oh, single one of my clients that said, Philip, if you do that, we are with you no, no matter what. Mm -hmm. And it was very, it, they really had to trust me at the beginning. Because imagine even when I get the shop, I didn't have an office, I didn't have nothing. I had a small table with a chair. And imagine I had like one of my best clients, modern 
element from Oakville, yeah. it takes mm -hmm. me there a client to do a project, a $250,000 project, and I don't have chairs for everybody to sit, to sign on a contract, <laughs> where I don't have machines inside the shop. Yeah. So, <laughs> the client has to trust you, he knows that you're going to get the job done. So after that one came another one, and uh, one year and a half after, I have almost 40 people working, and I'm looking for more. But and I'm looking for another place because this huge place that I thought at the beginning, 16,000 feet it's or 18, enough. it's not enough for nothing, no. Yeah, but it's funny though, because what you just said made a lot of sense to me. Like when it's in you, it's in you. So you could imagine like when I worked for somebody before I started this company, it was always about, yes, I enjoyed working for them, but there was always more than I wanted. There was something like, I need to be here or I need to be doing this for myself. And you always had that. So even though you were working for somebody else, it was great. You always knew you could do better. You yeah, always I, had that feeling like, I could be doing this myself. I could be doing more. I was doing it myself already. Yeah. Like, even the other company, I had the power, like the thing I was managing, the things I was doing, everything. So this was just like, okay, the only difference is that now you're getting the money and you're signing the checks. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's scary. It's not easy. I had that transition that I had three months that I was home looking for a place, like looking for that. It was scary because you have a nice life, like uh, you, you are doing well, like the company is giving you a lot and you are changing for that. So I was driving a nice Mercedes from the company and of course it stayed in the company and I bought the Dodge, $5,000. And I was driving the Dodge and I could buy a Mercedes. But I bought the Dodge and said, no, this is going to be because this is going to be my car and this is going to be the car that I'm going to start the installation in the shop. That yeah. was my mind. Like yeah, after yeah. all these years and all this getting like all this big business that I was doing, I was humble enough to say I'm going to buy a Dodge and I'm going to use it for the first installations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And that's what we did. Yeah. Uh, you still have it? No, it broke <laughs> like it broke one month after, but we have 10 cars <laughs> in the company now. <laughs> Should have kept that truck. Should have fixed it up and kept that truck. You know, it was like total loss. And you know what happened? I was rushing to get to the job because I had an employee that had to go to Oakville and all the tools, he had to put all the tools. So I get to the shop and like my loading and yeah. shipping and receiving area, it's as a slope. Yeah. So I parked the car. I go inside and I tell the guy at the time, St. Clair, I say, St. Clair, the van is there, you can go to Oakville, because it really worked the way I was thinking, I'm going to drive it and it's going to be okay for the installations yeah. to take the tools. Yeah. So the guy comes on the back and he says, Philip, where is the van? <laughs> I said, the van is outside. Said, there is no van outside. So, fuck, are you getting crazy? I come outside, there is no van. It's oh. in the other side of the street. It rolled. Oh, rolled. Oh, shit. And hit the tree <laughs> in the other side of the street. Oh, and he said, holy fuck, now what are we going to do? I said, let's bring it back. I have pictures of that. He said, let's put like, the back of the van was like this, like the, the round the part of the tree. Yeah. He said, so now what are we going to do? I said, the client is waiting. Let's put some tape on it and go. That's what we did. We put the tape on the van, but the van was not really like safe. So when he came at night, said, you know what, we have to do something. Like, and I did, I have to change it. And at the end, it was like a total loss for the insurance, whatever. But... I think he drove it like for two days because I need to get the job done yeah, yeah, yeah. and I didn't have another one. Yeah. So that's, that's yeah. It. What's important that's is that you managed to get the job done, right? And that's, that's what, what counts. Yeah. That's doesn't what matter counts. how, doesn't matter how many hours, doesn't matter if it's going to be the night or the day. Just needs you gotta to be get done. It done. Yeah. What I like about you though, yeah. honestly, is I can throw anything at you and you'll figure out how to do it. Yes. And that's my job. That's your job. <laughs> but even if I were to tell you something outside of millwork, even if I were to tell you something, Philippe, here's a project happening right now. Would you be interested? You'd be like, Yes, yeah. let's go. 
And that's the kind of thing that I like, right? I like, I like working with people that you're really good at what you do, but then you're also able to do other stuff outside of that. Because I'm considering myself in construction, a builder. I do a really good construction projects, but I'm also an entrepreneur. There's always other stuff that I can connect people with and get them going as well. And that's in me too. And that's hard for me to sometimes control. And as it is for you, I can tell because you do, you like just, you're a big picture kind of guy. You're like, how can we make this thing bigger? How can we do this? How can we do that? And I think you found the right partner because I think that's what you're working with now. You have the right partner that can, that loves your vision, commits to what you're doing. And that's the most important thing too, is having the right people that are with you to say, okay, man, here you go. And not hold you back and not be like, okay, maybe we shouldn't do that. Maybe we should hold back there. Cause your vision and dreams is big. Like we've had some conversations. I know what you're looking at doing. I love it. So I love the fact that you're able to continue moving forward and, and just drive it because you have some pretty cool things that a lot of not a lot of other millwork companies have. We're going to talk about the farm because that's one of my favorite places to go to now with the family. And I have no idea how you came up with that, but I think it's a great idea. And that's something that as a supplier or an entrepreneur or a business person, what you've created with that is like unbelievable because it's not just a place where, all right, we're going to have people go and stay. It's a place that you want to have people, clients go, create memories with families or friends, but then always remember who, who owns this place. Who's the person that put this thing together? And I think it's amazing. I can talk about the farm for hours. When you first told me you bought 100 acres at an airport and you're like, please go with your family. And I was like, what the fuck am I going to do at an airport? hundred acres with my kids. But it's more than that. Like you show up, it's a beautiful bungalow. We haven't used a pool yet, but there's a pool. You go into this farm or the hangar and it's got ATVs, cars, razors, things I never even seen before, bikes. And I can tell you honestly, and my wife will vouch, that was probably the best weekend I've had with my family like ever like the fact that we were with the kids going through the woods like really quality family time was the best thing we ever had and for you to put that together was it meant a lot to me so how did you come up with that what was that something that you were just like i want a place for my clients no that like this i'm, I'm talking all this part of me the difficult part of getting the things but i was very lucky like i have an amazing partner we are like 50 50 partners i do my job he does his job it doesn't interfere in nothing in the, the shop. I trust you. Oh, yeah. And he can. So, <laughs> and he's good. He's, good. he's very good. Like, he's, he's, he's good in life. So, the part of the, the airport, and that's what helped even to grow the business so much. I don't want to say how many millions I did on this first year and a half, but I did a lot. And the thing that made me do this, it's to have a partner like him on my back. It's not that he's doing something or getting clients or nothing because he's completely out of the business part. But knowing that he was on my back mm -hmm. made me get the jobs that Confidence. probably if I was alone, I wouldn't touch. Yeah. Mm. Because you cannot get a project of two or three million dollars where you know that you're going to need a lot of money before you start collecting yeah. if you don't know that you have your, your back is protected. Yeah, right. And that's what happened. That's like I was able to do all this because there was like that strength on the other part. I know yeah. that doesn't matter the project, doesn't matter how much money, I was always gonna be okay. And, and tell me how you met him, because wasn't he a client? Yeah, he was a client. He was like a nice guy, I did a kitchen for him. He bought like, he, he at the time he had like a 60 acres like farm, and I went there to do his kitchen, and uh, he liked me so much that he was coming to visit me at the other company for a few times just to see how I was. Because nice. he's like 70s, like nothing to do, retired. And it gets to a point, I said, Philip, how much money you make? <laughs> I said, I do it. This is how much I, I, I do. He, and he tells me, Philip, 
someone like you should be making half a million dollars a year. I said, Chris, I start working for you tomorrow. <laughs> it was like that. I start, and he tells me. It's like uh, that, what, the carpet. Wolf of Wall Street. If yeah. you show me how much you make, I'll, I'll quit my job right now. Right now. <laughs> yeah. So what I, what I told him is that I start working for you. He said, no, you don't start working for me. You start working for you and I help you. I said, okay, how will that work? He said, you figure out I'm here. If you want to do something, I'll help you. You tell me how much you need and I'll write you a check. That's amazing. And that's how it starts. Yeah. Jeez, that's a universe saying, here you go, sir. Yeah, it's what like you need. the part of the trust that, that you have from someone yeah. that yeah. you know that he knows he doesn't need to go to the shop, he doesn't need to do yeah. that. Trust. He sees yeah, everything the way. And not only that, not only being so kind and everything that is very smart in mm-hmm. business, because yeah. without doing nothing, he made a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, like the company is going well, is doing well, like the first investment was not like that crazy. Mm-hmm. So he made his money already and yeah. he still is 50% partner with me and we're going to be for a long time and yeah. he knows yeah. that. But he pushes you though, like what the biggest thing that you have there is you have that support, that you, that you can conquer anything. You guys are looking at a new building now, you know that, okay, I need to grow my factory to this many square feet and, and you're focused on that, you have somebody to help you. Chris, he's a person that, that right? had already like more than a thousand people working for him. So his mentality is completely different. Yeah. When I got this shop that I have today renting, I was looking at that and I was saying, no, this is too big. And he was like, no, in one year, this is not going to be enough. I said, you're crazy. Look at this. Where are you going to put? We He's don't right. have no people working. He's I just right. have one guy. I have two. He said, you have it. No, but you have to be prepared. So when you got it, you got to be the... So he was always looking ahead of me you prepare for growth oh yeah, yeah. because he's not afraid like one yeah. thing is that you, you have a guy like me that had like a business in Portugal came work like here like 8 years for someone and in a salary and someone that tells you if you need to spend 200 or 300 thousand dollars there is no problem you look at that and say fuck where is that money yeah. Because you don't, you, you're not. You're not used you're to not, it. You're not. Yeah, 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 you're not used to that. So yeah. your mentality has to change. Yeah, at the beginning, it's it's tough. Yeah, it seems quickly. <laughs> in this year and a half, it changes. Like I know exactly now how, how things work. But yeah. at the beginning, yeah, it's different. When you see an amount like from a supplier, you have that amount and say, oh, wow, I'm gonna pass a check. Like I never did a check of twenty five thousand dollars, and you're gonna do it. At the beginning, it's you guys know, like it's yeah. it's tough. Yeah. Like. But it just becomes another zero, though. Yeah. So I'll tell you how the airport came. So Chris, he passed by. He had like a friend that bought a house, whatever, like in Mansfield. He passed by, and he's always looking like to, to buy the stuff. And he saw he saw that house for sale. Like it was being put for sale. Like the airport, he stopped, he asked the price, and he bought it. Like in the same day or, or the next day. <laughs> And after he tells me, Philip, I bought an airport. I said, what? what airport for what? <laughs> I said, well, why, gonna fly where, 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 where airport? That's what he probably said, eh? We're probably going to need to fly Millwork down south, so I got you an airport. There is a, by the way, there is a plane being dropped today. Yeah? Yeah. yeah, you told me about that. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Small Cessna? Aircraft, like a g- g- Gates or Cats. It's a G6 That's private awesome. jet. So there's, <laughs> I no, I can't land there. But So know. there's a plane there? There's going to be a plane there? There's going to be lots of planes. Cool. The idea now is to put there like a school. Yeah, yeah. And to teach like people to, to, yeah. learn, to learn. But to that's fly. not going to interfere with when I go there. Right? Nobody goes there. <laughs> they have a flying club off of, I think it's Guelph Line or something, Burlington, Oakville area. And yeah, every, I drive by with my kids and they have these like store. It looks like public storage. And then the planes, people go yeah. in there, they rent a space and then they fly around. That's the idea. That's yeah. the idea to do. It's to pretty do. cool. doesn't interfere nothing with the house. No. It's yeah. completely apart. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I'm just joking. Yeah. But you have a broken airplane in the hangar. 
crash landed. Yeah, we Do, have is there a story behind that? that? We have to, uh, I don't know, but someone had a story with that, the one that crashed. Yeah, because <laughs> you could tell the whole front end is like yeah, dented in. It I, wasn't I, a major I, crash. I don't know, like that was for so long. When we got that, it was all so old, old the house. You should see it. You showed it to me. You show me pictures so, and videos and stuff, but and can't tell them now. So the Chris was asking, so Philip, what do I do with this? I said, you know what, we do a renovation here. We do a renovation. We, we just take this part, we open this, we open the kitchen, and we, we all know how construction is when it starts. Mm, and yeah. he said, okay, let's see a price for that. So I got a guy, a guy tells me, you know what, to do this, you guys are going to spend $80,000. It's okay, $80,000, that's not bad. In three months, we did the job, but we spent half a million dollars there, so yeah. it's not the yeah, 80, but... but it, yeah. It's not what we were thinking we were going to do. But it's definitely worth it. What you've created there is unbelievable. And obviously, you've done all the millwork, and it looks beautiful inside. From the outside, it looks like a small little bungalow. You walk in, and it's bam. It's like a modern house inside there. It's gorgeous. And the idea right away from the beginning, when we did that with all those rooms and stuff, you say, you know what? This is going to be like, this is Magnum. This is going to be the face of the company. So every weekend I have someone going there that works in the company. It yeah. doesn't matter if it's the person that is sweeping the floor. It doesn't matter if it's my main guy. Everybody has the same. Yeah. Just film it. Every, everything is organized. We go there at this point. You make people happy. You know how much it would cost you to pay one weekend in a house like that, in a cottage? Six grand. And they know everything is for free. Easy. It's just like they yeah. are in a company yeah. that really values, appreciates like the work of everybody and tries to do the best for the people because that's how you get a success, a, a, a mm -hmm. successful company. company and have quality people that want to work for you and it's always about making your make sure your employees are happy everybody's good yeah. knows needs has what they need and they're to listen i think it's super important i've seen some of your posts on instagram your clients are speaking sorry your employees are talking they feel like they're a part of the company and they want to be a part of the growth so listen man, i give you total Congratulations. I think what you've done up until now has been a success. If I didn't know you before, I would have said that company's been around for at least like 10, 15 years that you've built that up. But it's so crazy how in like less than two years you're at now. So I think that's crazy. It's going to be interesting to see where you're at in five, 10 years. Yeah. It might not even be a work an, company. I have an idea. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Like you start one year and a half and you have 40 people working. And you have so, and there is so much work. But after EN2 builds your new factory, what's going to happen from there? I don't know. Like, the idea now is to build. The idea now is to build like sixty thousand square feet. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. No, no. Let's see. Yeah. Is, You'll there, fill up. There is. 60, there isn't really like a plan to say, okay, I'm going to build this because there is going to be this. No. But there has to we, be like a vision, though. We always you? came like at the beginning, like even uh, I'll tell you this: when we opened like the first our first bank account as the company. So they were asking us, so what do you think is going to be like the amounts? What do you think is going to be the sales? How are you going to do the sales? I said, I don't know. They're going to show up. People is going to show up there on the door. And I'm going to do the first is going to bring the second. Second is going to bring the third. Yeah. So yeah, but that's not like a, that's not like a business. It's not Model. like a business, business structure. Yeah, like how are you going to say that your business structure is going to be one is going to bring the other one? Like I said, you guys wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> they will come. Yeah. They yeah. will come. Because there is really no, it's not something that you like, you are producing ice creams yeah. and you say, I'm going to put like a truck in all these places and they're going to sell. No, it's not like that. You have a company open, you need to have the, the, the clients. How you get the clients? You get the clients with quality, deliver on time, service, like with everything. You start, you have to start from somewhere. Correct, and you are getting one company another. Now with this social media, with all this, 
I was so excited and I remember when I started the company like there was a guy that was looking to do a kitchen a $15,000 kitchen and mm -hmm. I call him like three or four times because I need those $15,000 kitchen to start to give the job to the work now we are getting like the jobs under them $50,000 to $100,000 and says okay that's great that's another one it's a big difference yeah. because you start building you had before three clients now you have 60 clients Okay, and uh, you have to do the things right because you don't want to have grow all this big and after you can't deliver because you're going to ruin everything that yeah. you've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like the idea and getting all this work and getting all these clients, it's because of the service. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you start seeing the part of the money and the production more than the service, it starts coming down yep. instead of coming So I probably, and the idea of the big place, it's because... In these days, we've been obligated to say no to some projects because some stuff has dates mm -hmm. and I'm not just going to get it to get a deposit. Yeah. No, I cannot do it, I cannot get it. I'm sorry, you have to go somewhere else. It's yeah. amazing though. Like, you just said right there, you said you were chasing the money before, you were chasing the projects before, the small projects, and now you have the big ones just come to you and say, we want you guys to build our kitchen. What was that transformation like though? How, did it, how do you think that happened? What if you are working like 12 hours a day for one year, like every day, almost seven days a week, you don't see that transformation coming? Because yeah. it's so easy. It's like every day it's a different thing and things going to happen like naturally. Yeah. Especially in that thing. short time span, right? Like a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. And I start three months after. I start, I already have 10 guys. I did the Christmas party. Not this year, the first year, and we were 10 people working. So I start the company. I get like the, the keys in August. So we did that in the Christmas, I had 10 people at that point. So one year ago, I had 10 people. So imagine in one year, mm -hmm. I have 40. So it was an increase of 150. Uh, yeah. 10 to 40? Yeah. 400%. Okay, so that's a good increase. I'm on, on the... He wanted 50. Four times. He wanted 500 increase. Four times. See how we did, like, in, even the first time, how we appreciate, even if it's only 10 people, we took 10 people and the family, and this is always our thought. Like, our thought is the people that works for us. Mm -hmm. Our Christmas party, what we did? We get a hotel up north on 400 and something. We went there. We did the party. We have a beautiful table. We had music. Everybody stayed in the hotel for the night. In the morning, we wake up. We all have breakfast together. We came home, and this was like a Christmas party organized for a company that was in the business for half a year. Yeah. You guys tell me if you guys know someone that would do that would get to the bank account. They said, you know what? It's going to be worth it to spend twenty thousand dollars to do this for the people. Mm -hmm. Because it was not for me. It was for the people that was working. Yeah. yeah. And seeing what this is going to be good. This is this is going to work mm -hmm. because at that point you start the company and you need good people to work with you. And that was another problem. Like, I had nothing. I had a company starting. I didn't have the promise. I had, like, clients say, I will give you work. But till they give, say, saying that, till they pay you something, it's a completely different story. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. So you are trying to get people to work for you, people that are working in companies, like, for years, stable and making good money and in the other side you have someone saying hey I start my company come work for me even they can say I trust this guy I know he's going to do something but he goes home he's going to tell his wife you know what I'm probably going to leave this company and I'm going to follow Philip and she tells probably the first thing she tells yeah and if it goes wrong are we going to pay our bills 
and it's easy. You go back to the other company yeah. before. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. there is like all the people that um, took a chance. That oh yeah, everybody that I want took the chance. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. It's not like something that you do something and Elf goes there. No. Everyone that I wanted to be with me is with me. Mm-hmm. And I think all those doubts that they had at the beginning, in one year, there is no doubts. They did the right thing. They did. They did. Yeah. The right they step. took a chance with you. Yeah. yeah of course. Took yes. the risk. And your dad works with you still. So. Yeah. So now you're his boss. He's getting gold, but he's getting gold. Yeah. yeah. Is your brother work with you? Yeah. I think I saw it. When I dropped off the little bike there, I think I saw him. The thing, I was like, I was going to say something, but I didn't know. What's his name? It's Bruno. Bruno. Bruno is a complicated case. <laughs> is, he younger? is he younger than you? Yeah, he's my son. He's, like, he's younger, like six years, but he was not my brother. He was my son all my life. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You pretty much raised him. How's the and bike, you? by the way? Huh? How's the bike? Did your son try it? I didn't try it yet, honestly. He's still there in the shop, and uh, we are going to the airport like this weekend. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to try it. I'm going to see. <laughs> but I have to buy the other one. I have to buy the So I would say I took that, like I said, I took that bike. I changed it all up. As soon as we got it started, my son was like, his eyes, wow, I want to get on it. Not father of the year or anything, but I took him to a park. I think I sent you guys the video. And he was just in a park by my house. And he was whipping around the park so fast, and all he had was a little bicycle helmet and nothing else. <laughs> I was scared when I saw the video. Oh, I sent, I sent you the video, yeah. I was, I was like, scared. Oh. I said, oh my gosh, it's not going to happen. Now. Yeah. That's not but good. he was like, he's five years old, and he you just like slowed down. And So it doesn't need a limit. It, now it doesn't, it's fine. Your son will be good with it. My son, I think when he's at the airport, has more space. I think it'll be fine. My son is good. heavy. I think the motor will go much slower. I was on the bike. It was fine. Yeah. You're, one of your guys took the bike from me in the truck and rode it up the hill to the shipping receiving and it was fine. That thing is fast. I don't think you understand. Like when you take that little restrictor off, it's a badass bike. So my son's, I want to ride it. So I got to get him the helmet now. Uh, where'd you buy that helmet? I have the helmet. Yeah, there. Yeah. That's your helmet though. Is it no, fig- but if you go there, you use it. What do you want to do? You have the helmet. I ha- my son wants to he go wants ride this. Like he wants to go like out somewhere after. Like I'm, that bike we talked about, we're probably going to get lessons on it. So he wants the whole gear. I got to find out where to buy that stuff. But. So they have the electric bikes, the Stacy C yeah, or whatever. No, they're quick. It's not the same. It's not the same because you don't get the, the gas feel and the smell. You know what I mean? It's I like the cars. I, will, I, I don't know, but I probably will never have a Tesla or something. My wife is going to go test drive one this week. She's already thinking about it. She's like, and I listen, enjoy it while it lasts because it's only about five more years left of gas cars. And then you're going to be driving a Tesla yeah. or you're going to be driving yeah. whatever car you drive now is going to be an electric car in the next five years i guarantee you it's going to be they're already making f-150s yeah. everyone's ramping it up yeah everything f1 volkswagen one's going, going uh everyone right now volkswagen's in it Big f1's time. going electric seriously f1's going yeah. electric they're already wow. part of the engine is already electric well, but the, the whole car forward. is all electric yeah but how are you gonna do the races like that you're not gonna hear the cars I know, that's the just, point. you will have the have the formula e which is oh. everything electric ah. Do you yeah. hear anything or not really? No, it's just like... That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. just, your head moves fast. Do you, do you follow Formula One? I like Formula One. I like Formula One. I was watching this thing on Netflix yesterday yeah. on Formula One, and it's an amazing show. So season three talks about what just passed. So coronavirus, no fans, no whatever. And they had uh, the guy who drives for Haas get into that accident the first lap in, uh, I think it was Abu Dhabi. Yeah. I can't remember. And it exploded and his car split in half. Man, I had, I was almost in tears watching that guy climb out of that car in the fire after two minutes of being in surrounded. I was like, I don't know how these guys do it. Yeah. It's insane. Did this movie Ford vs. versus Ferrari? Oh, mm-hmm. not yet. No, I saw that. The documentary? Yeah. yeah. It's a documentary? No, it's, it's a like a movie. No? It's, it's a movie. Ford. Matt Damon's in it. Matt Damon's oh, in it. Oh, I didn't it, see right? that one. I saw a different you one. You should see it. It's 
Yeah, Ford versus Ferrari. Listen, I'm with you. I love turning on a car, revving it, hearing that thing. There's something inside us as human beings, or men, I don't know, but we love that feeling. When your kid's dirt bike, and I started, it sounded amazing. I can't imagine having an electric bike. You won't be able to do that. There's no sound. It'll just be like, "Mm," and that thing will be gone, right? I'm sure it'll be super fast. I'm sure it'll be fun to drive, but... Before, we were going up the hill at the racetrack, at your track, and we couldn't get up the hill. So he'd get like halfway up the hill, and I'd have to get off my thing, push him up the rest, and then he would go. Now, it'll now he's going to be flying through that thing. So it's interesting. It's going to be fun to, to have that out. It's good. Yeah. It's good. How's, the, how's Corona affected or COVID affected your business? Because I know you guys are still pretty busy. Do you feel like it would have been busier having COVID not? No, honestly, COVID... I think it helped a little bit because yeah. if it wasn't, we would have much more business and they would have to say no more times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, more residential or more commercial are you going through right now? Both. I have a lot of residential and the commercial, there is like a lot of small work. Yeah. And I have two big ones, two, two big projects. I don't really want to have more than that. Okay, because I don't want to, I don't want to go crazy with a big project, a lot of money, and after I have to forget the other ones. Yeah, yeah. I think the way, like in the company, why things are rolling, and is that if it's not like this, if you don't have, if this is not ready, you have the other one or you have the other one. That is the problem in the companies. They work like with all those big projects. If you get like a five, six million dollar project, you have to put all your people working on that project, mm-hmm. and if you have a delay on walls or drywall or something. And you don't have nothing else to do because you have to be concentrated on that one. You're stuck. Mm. You can't do nothing. Yeah, it's true. And then what happens if that project gets shut down? You can't do nothing. Right. Yeah. So might as well, like if you want to build those three, four million dollars, get two hundred thousand dollar projects. Yeah. You get like all those projects running almost at the same time. You need more people to manage it, but you will always gonna have that kind of stuff to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if one is stopped, it's gonna be impossible that twenty gonna be stopped at the same time. Mm. So we always gonna have work Volume. to do. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's well, my key. idea. Yeah, I yeah, think. And idea. what do you think is gonna happen as soon as COVID? Everyone says it's not gonna end, but as soon as this new normal gonna appear, where people are vaccinated, numbers are zero, yeah. uh, people are going back to work. Do you feel like a wave's coming out? Do you feel like there's gonna be a huge influx of work? You know what? Here in Canada, I think it's not gonna be that much because it's so busy. So how, how can you go more than this? We are getting without materials. Like it's being a problem to get wood, to get MDFs, yeah. to get yeah. plywoods. I don't know where this is going to stop. But imagine that in two months there is no nothing. How can you do it? Yeah, the mills aren't keeping up. There's not no. enough mills to yeah. so keep up with. It means that here in Canada, you can't really go more than what you have. What I think it's going to make all the difference is going to be US. And that's where we are preparing ourselves, like with a bigger space, with mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. Because it's going to be a big boom there. We had a lot of connections there. We already, even during this period of the COVID, we did two jobs in Boston. Uh, and uh, there is a lot on the go. Who's installing it for you? People from there, like the company. I'm just supplying. I'm just doing uh, supply. Yeah, yeah. if you need installers out there, though, I have guys that do all across the U.S. Because this was a problem because of the COVID. Imagine yeah. that the project was by us and we had to install. You can't. It was yeah. a problem. The mm-hmm. guys were supposed to come, like when we started doing the project, the guys were supposed to come three or four times to check materials. They couldn't come. So it, everything's like by phone, like yeah. video. It's a little bit weird. Yeah. So when that opens... I think it's going to be so much money in the U.S. that they have to spend. They will have to spend all that yeah. money. Yeah. Okay, that is going to be crazy. That's going to be. That's where I'm looking. So when I was seeing like the part of the business, whatever, yeah, yeah. but that's what's going to come really hard. I need a code word from you. You got to say a word into the microphone. And what we do this with every guest before we sort of come to the end, just so we know people are listening to your podcast. They text us the word that you say now, 
and then we send them some Ian two t-shirts. Pick a word. Any word you want or Any phrase. Word. It could be anything. F S Sleep Silva. Okay, How's Manish doing? He's busy. Yeah. So is he like your main guy that Here we go. He's my estimator. Yeah. So he's the main estimator. He's one of the estimators. He's not the main estimator because I I really don't have like a line there that this one is overlooking. Yeah, they all do the same kind of work. He's estimator and project manager. I have another one like him, Sverd, which is a project manager estimator. And depending on the projects that are coming and which kind residential, commercial, I know the strengths of each one. Yeah. So yeah. when the projects come, I know to who should be doing it. Yeah. And that's basically like the, 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 my role in the company is get the job to the right person. After the pricing, I have the same thing. I have four project managers. So I know which one is going to take care, yeah, depending yeah. of the project and even the people that is going to be with. Because I have clients that I know they like to work with that project That's manager. Right. Yeah. Other clients, they like yeah. to work there more used. There is like the part of the modern part on the residential. There is the other part, like shaker styles, whatever. It's a different person because each mentality, it's different. Mm-hmm. So you have to make people happy. So if you are used to do like crazy modern stuff, you don't want to take care of a house, like a contemporary house or something that you yeah. really... Yeah, so you it's will, different. That's the management of that part. Got like it. Putting the right people in the right places. Yeah, putting put the right Everybody people in Everybody in place. the office, honestly, for me, has the same importance. It's not like my main guy. I have like my production manager on the back. I have my installations foreman yeah. outside. If you say which one, I'll say every single one. Everyone is the same. I cannot say that that guy that is taking care of all the back is more important than the guy that is giving the prices. Yeah. Everybody has like their role. Yeah, they have a role. They have the role. In the well, company. we really like working with Manish and, and, and you as well. That's I know why that. he's working always with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I know that Melissa, she will vouch for him and anything that, you know, anything that we've asked. He just texted me. I was like, what about payments? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm with Philippe right now. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but he's on point. Doesn't miss much. Misses a couple of things, but I call him out on what he misses. But yeah, he's amazing. No, I think I have an amazing team. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Be the, the, the part that I can be a little bit out of the office and yeah. I can be doing like these things and getting more stuff, it's because all that part is under control. Like yeah. everybody and... Another thing that I'll say, everybody that is being well-paid is doing their job amazingly. Yeah. So, you know who you remind me of? Not remind me of, but like, in a, you, are you a soccer guy? I like soccer. Okay. You know José Mourinho? Yeah. Do you know José Mourinho? So you remind me of him in the millwork <laughs> industry, right? That's funny. You're not the first one saying that. You're just, you just have that, that the special one. We're going to call him the special one. The special, special one. Call <laughs> special one to Manish. Manish should be the special yeah. But yeah, you remind me of that because you're just putting the right team together to, to win. Yeah. Yeah, you remind me of that. That's pretty cool. That's like, you see, on the Christmas time, the, the Christmas party. You don't have to kiss up so much. He's going to let you go to the farm, you know, don't worry. I'm already booked. <laughs> he doesn't even know I'm already booked. May 2nd to 9, I'm already booked. Yeah, I think, I, I don't know. I'm not taking care of that part. Yeah, I'm, I booked with Manish. I just text Philippe. I'm like, Philippe, I'm going up. Anybody there? Can I go? <laughs> I like it. What were you going to say, sir? No, I was just saying that on the, this year, of course, because of the COVID, like the yeah. Christmas party couldn't. But what you are saying, I say, is not the first time. Like, the, my approach to everybody this year was like, 
everybody's like a soccer team. Mm-hmm. They're asking me that, and it's funny yeah. because that's what I told them. Like we are the soccer team. Like we are always okay because we have the investment. Because I had Chris, my partner there. I said, I'm your coach, so all the responsibility is mine. Like yeah. You guys, doesn't yeah. matter how good you guys going to be, you guys have to be in the right place. And the rest is with you guys. Like yeah. I can put, you, I can tell you guys what to do, but the rest, of That's the way you. that the company is going to be doing, like all this part of deficiencies, making the client happy, is not me. Yeah. It's you guys who are taking care of that. And after you guys have the responsibility to make sure that the people inside the shop is producing, is working, but not under me. Like, I, I, I won't go to the shop and see a guy doing something and say, stop doing that and do other things. No, I'm not, th- th- there is a boss inside that place, and it's not me. Yeah, yeah. I'm the guy that in the office says, we need to do this and this, and from there... They do it. They, they figure it. it out. They'll figure out what to do. Of course, if there is a bigger problem or something, I'm always there, but you gotta feel like you gotta be responsible you gotta feel like that people they gotta feel the power that they are in power that yeah. they are empowered it, yeah it's, it's the right it's, word it's yeah. the accountability control. they exactly. need accountability yes yeah yeah that's because if is. you have and this was a problem that happened in the last company it was like that you tell one guy to do something someone comes and do the other thing the other comes no, no. everyone knows exactly what they have to do and nobody interferes with that yeah so if i see someone doing something wrong even if, I, if i'm there I can go and I can go to my guy and I say, you know what that guy is doing and shouldn't be doing that. It's him who has to go there and tell him to do it differently, not me. Yeah. That's yeah. not my So what is your role now? Are you, do you have a sales team right now or are you the sales team? No, man. What sales team? Like every day we got 10 projects to yeah. price. Everybody calls him. Team. I guess the website, um, social media, the product they've done, that's the sales. And it's all the people. The clients itself, like the yeah. clients that I have, imagine they are doing always four, five, six houses a year. And uh, after the client, you are doing a house for one guy, the other guy is telling you the other one, like the same situation, yeah. the cousin, the brother, whatever. And after you have like the companies, and I know a lot of people, okay? So when I'm working with the companies that I want to work, and the sales come from there. Like you do one project and you do it properly, you're going to have three to price for the same company. Yeah. 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 So you start with one company, you create from one, you get three. You get another company, you get from one, you get three. So you, after you multiply those three by nine, the other three by nine. That's yeah. your sales team. That's my sales team. It's, the, it's the service. It's the, it's the yeah, job yeah. getting yeah. done. Yeah. That's what make my sales. Yeah. Like we are not a company like with 300, 400 persons that yeah. we need to have lots of millions in, in the goal. So we have more, honestly, on the moment, we have more than what we can do. Produce, mm-hmm. yeah. You got to grow. Why? Why are we going to chase and get more sales? No, we just have to be concentrated and make sure that what we do is being done properly yeah. so that those clients continue. And the rest, you know, it's tomorrow. So the what do you rest do? will come in place. Besides cut yourself shaving, what else do you do every day? I, I, I think a lot. <laughs> I think a lot. You do so, what? I think, think. I you think, think a yeah. lot. Always thinking. Okay. Always thinking. Well, voting is like that. The part of the accounting in the, in the company. I like to, uh, to to make all the payments. There is a lot of stuff that I do. Yeah, just, I'm just breaking your balls. Yeah. yeah, breaking your balls. So you, you, we met you through Quanta Group, right? Was Steven. Steven, yeah. So the story was... I was in the middle of it. Scott, I don't. You'd never met Scott from Hobo. No, just like on the phone right. or emails. But I never. So I never yeah. Met so when we met when I met Steve and Scott, he never really told me. And Steve called me one time because we were doing we were dealing with a company that Scott was dealing with in Edmonton, a mealwork company. And I was told 
use this company. They've done all the stores in Vancouver, this, that, the other. So that's what we did. So then I got a call from Steven and then it was like, hey man, why aren't you using Philippe for all my stores? I was like, okay. Who's Philippe? <laughs> yeah, who's Philippe? I don't know what, what you're talking about. And then Scott told me or Steven told me and I was like, oh, Scott never told me to use Philippe. I was using their people, but Steven, if that's what you want, that's your stores, I'm going to use Philippe for all your stores. So then that's when we started the relationship, and then I started using you for the other stores. I cut the other guy out, still talked to him, like we never burned bridges. We told him, hey, look, I think we found a local company. We're not okay with spending all the shipping and this, that, the other. And at first, they didn't tell me there was an extra charge for shipping. So that's why their prices were cheaper. And I was but trying, after. but after, yeah. So yeah, so that's how you guys came in. And then once you started doing all the stores, that's it. Yeah, it's not the relation. And you see, you were asking like about the sales team. <laughs> Steven, he's the sales team. Yeah. Uh, he's one of your them. Client. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, he's a very good friend and that knows a lot of people. Yeah. So I, I don't know, maybe Steven already got me like in contact with what? 15 companies so if you guys see how much business I'm doing with you guys imagine another 15 yeah, yeah and after yeah. the other guys that is getting me a situation like now in Oakville I went to his house it just, it just been like a, a new house so I went there like the new work that everything was done and I met like a friend of him and his wife that was starting a house so not only I just going there and see Stephen like for 10 minutes I have five houses to do for the other guy yep. that was there like on those five minutes yeah and that guy already sent me like a contact for another one that is going to need another four houses You're so the, that, yeah. that's the sales that that's yeah. the, every kitchen you do or it's going to come in four or five everyone that goes into yeah. that house is going to be your client is your best sales team right yeah. now yeah your happy yeah. client yeah. is your best sales yeah. team for sure hey and in all the business i think it will be the same because you can do your sales and if you're going to chase to do it depending of the product if the product requires like worksheet like uh, trades mm -hmm. yeah correct yeah. and the mill work it's complicated because we are the last ones mm -hmm. always the last ones and if you go to see the houses to see a building it's the mill work that always count yeah. and the drywall if there is a problem you just paint it again and you're done mill work is really not like that so you that's the makeup that's yeah. the makeup on the yeah on the houses, like it's very difficult. It's you, you gotta really end on the residential. One thing on the commercial is that you are doing what the client wants. That's it. You have papers done, you have something done. Any change you want, there will be like emails. The residential is really not like that. Sometimes you have the client like calling, hey, can I change this or that? Not even saying, hey, change, send a change order for this, there is an increase of the price. No, they don't know nothing about that stuff. No. And at the end, on the commercial, you produce this like a space like that you have. This is beautiful. I'm not going to be checking on the doors or on the gaps, nothing. Yeah. But when you do the residential, the client is, is living there They're and it's emotional. going to be there every day. Yeah. So if they have any kind of a problem, it's going to be in their head like yeah. mm -hmm. every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's much more complicated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we've lived it. Yeah, we've we lived it. We're still know. living it. We still go back. We've been through that. You know, it's definitely good when it's all done, but it's a lot. It's a huge process through it holding hands with the client a lot more in residential than we find in commercial, but it's fine. We get it done. We get it done. So yeah. listen, man, thank you so much for stopping by. It's been a great call. This is a great introduction to Magnum Millwork. Where do people find you on social media? Do you even know? You don't even know. What's your, what's your social media? Instagram? 
It's the, the, the company name. <laughs> Magnum you, you know, th- that, That's another part. Like I see sometimes like the people that is working and there's like the phones in the hand and something. I said, you know what? You guys should take care of that. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are already used to go so on handles, and who handles, who handles your social media? I have a company. You have a company, have a company yeah. do it. It looks really good. But to yeah. your point, we tell our guys too, if you're out there and you're on site just and you're doing video for your own IG, post that on. And my guys EN2. don't do that. Yeah, because it's easier. At least people know what we're doing every day, right? Yeah. So it's good. No, at the beginning we start. I start taking some pictures, and but I saw I. No, I, I'm, not, I'm not that kind of no. guy like no. for that. So we ended up seeing and having some contacts, even from the Instagram. I said, you know what? Maybe this will work. But if you do it, you do it properly. You got to do yeah. it. So I got a company, and the company takes care of all that. Okay. We, do, yeah. we get the pictures, we get all the things, but they are the responsible. No, they sure did a great job. Pictures look great. Uh, content looks great. Everything yeah. looks good. And then manganmillwork.com, is that what it is? That's yeah. People want to check them out. Yeah, so. which I think is, is, it's nice. Like you see a company with one year and a half. We did more than under than fifty projects in this nice. one year and a half. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and where does Magnum name yeah, the name? Where does that come from? A bottle of wine. It came from an electrician. Like when we to start, like my company in Portugal was FS Interiors. Mm-hmm. But that name, every time I remember the FS Interiors, it gives me a little bit of a creepy. Yeah. I remember all, all those checks and all that stuff. So I said, we got to get like a strong name. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to have the name of a person in the company. No, because yeah. everybody does. No, no. Because the name of a person in the company, it's a company that is not thinking that it's going to grow. That's right. It's going to be a person company. Yeah. Okay. So I said, we have to get like a strong name. And how, how stronger than Magnum you compare that? You can have the ice cream, Magnum, but you can Why? have a 45, like a Magnum 45. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the gun. And at the beginning, it was going to be like Magnum Opus. Like from the Greek, mm-hmm. he was saying Magnificus. How do I say this in English? Say in Portuguese. Say it in Portuguese. Okay. Magnifico, like uh, yeah. Magnum, op- or, or Magnum Opus. And it was like too big, the word. I said, no, we gotta have... Because it was Magnum's Opus, Millwork, uh, yeah, Inc., yeah. or whatever. I said, this is it's like my full name. <laughs> yeah, so we have to get like a smaller name. But Magnum was always... It's our thought that Magnum is something big. Yeah. yeah. That's the idea. It's a great something name. Something big. Yeah. It's I a great it. name. I love it. Thank yes. you so much for uh, stopping by, buddy. We're good? You're welcome. Yes, of course. <laughs> <I am. laughs>